0: Millions of people suffer from back, neck, and joint pain, and many end up suffering in a confusing healthcare system with the wrong care, including unnecessary imaging, inappropriate surgery, and the possible complications of both. The Vori voice cuts through this noise. We empower individuals and businesses with the latest medical guidance on how to treat pain, control costs, and avoid inappropriate surgery. Thank you for tuning into the Vori Voice, which is brought to you by Vori Health. Vori Health is a nationwide doctor-led specialty medical practice designed to treat back, neck, and joint pain more effectively. My name is Jared Aguilar. I am your host and a physical therapist at Vori, joined by...
1: I'm Nicole Good, a registered nurse and health coach at Vori Health, and today's co-host.
0: Yes. Welcome, Nicole. (laughs) Thank you. So today we are joined by Dr. Elizabeth Pena. Dr. Pena has over seven years of specialty experience in MSK, musculoskeletal spine health, and works here at Vori Health as well. She is a physical medicine and rehabilitation physician here at Vori that specializes in non-operative care for back, neck, and joint pain. Welcome, Dr. Liz. How's it going?
1: I'm glad to be here. Thanks for that introduction.
0: Of course, of course.
1: So let's dive in. As a little background for our listeners, low back pain is one of the most common types of joint pain worldwide. And most of us, studies say at least 80% will experience it at some point in our lives. We have Dr. Liz here today to help us sort through all the questions and misinformation circulating out there. Today, we'll be focused on imaging, x-rays, MRI, CTs, and the like. We receive lots of questions from patients, some of which we'll dive into later. So Dr. Liz, if 80% of people in the U.S. experience back pain. Do 80% of us need an X-ray or MRI? No. Actually, the majority of patients
2: who present with, come in with back pain, aren't going to need an imaging study. And really, there's two main reasons. Um, Usually, an imaging study isn't going to give us a specific answer to the cause of the patient's pain. And a lot of times, the pain's going to get better, you know, with a short course of care. And... um, Having an imaging study won't guide our initial treatment plan usually, so that imaging study isn't needed. The majority of patients um, have pain that doesn't have a specific cause, or we don't know the specific cause for the pain, and that's known as non-specific low back pain, where maybe there's it's a muscle in the back or a ligament or in the back or joints, or maybe a combination of multiple things that are contributing to the pain, but not one specific cause that we can attribute the pain to. Um, so in these cases, the imaging study, you know, isn't going to pinpoint the cause. And so we don't necessarily need to do it. And then it won't guide our treatment
0: plan. So if a patient comes to you with non-specific low back pain, instead of going straight to imaging, straight to the Uh, MRI, X-ray, what type of treatment plan would you recommend them start with?
2: Good question. When we're devising a treatment plan, we want to focus on really a couple of things. Improving someone's pain, improving their function in their normal daily, everyday activities, their normal routine, and then getting them back to those activities that they enjoy doing. Right. So we might start with physical therapy, um, lifestyle modifications such as stress reduction, improving sleep, uh, maintaining a healthy weight, because all of those things can contribute to someone's low back pain. Um, So it's important to have really a care team involved in a patient's treatment plan, right? The physician, physical therapist, we want to include a health coach to help with those lifestyle modifications. And then if we need to get a registered dietitian, nutritionist involved, um, to help with maybe an anti-inflammatory diet, you know, all of those things can help. Uh, so it takes the whole team to really help when we're devising that initial treatment plan.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of aspects to cover, right? That's a lot for all one right, person so. to manage.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I definitely can't have one person doing all of that. I think we have a whole care team here at Vori with all of those people. Exactly.
2: Definitely a benefit.
1: So Dr. Liz, if people didn't need imaging to begin with, and we recommend that whole person treatment plan as a starting point for low back pain, right? and we get people that come to us that already had that imaging. A lot of people come in that have already had imaging and they're worried about their results. They have things that are labeled as abnormal findings on there that cause you know, concern and they cause fear in people. What do you do when you see that? How often do you see that?
2: So, you know, I do see that a lot, because a lot of times the imaging report that is brought to us is written in medical terms that a patient doesn't necessarily understand. So, you know, it's going to bring some worry to them, um, especially when they haven't had anybody explain it to them. So I do see that often.
0: A lot of big, scary words on those x-ray MRI reports and you know, there's talk of abnormal findings when we, we have these meetings, these visits with patients, and they're concerned about, am I normal? Do I have a herniation? So how, how would you explain to a patient what these abnormal findings are? Are they right. relevant?
2: So actually, you know, we expect to get a list of findings when we get an MRI report or an x-ray report. The radiologist always has their findings, and that includes both normal and abnormal in that list. So usually these are incidental, meaning maybe there's some structural abnormality present, but that doesn't mean that it's contributing to the patient's symptoms. So again, as we age the nat- through the natural aging process, a lot of times we'll see some of those changes on a report. And one study showed that 50% of 40-year-olds and 69% of 60-year-olds um, had a bulging disc On imaging and so that tells us that some of the findings that we're going to see on an imaging report are just part of that natural aging process um just like as we age we get those fine lines and wrinkles on our face well those changes that we see on an imaging study that aren't visible to us outwardly visible to us we can think of those as like our wrinkles on the inside
0: oh yeah just it's such a beautiful analogy right we don't we don't look as wrinkles as painful or right. concerning I guess some people may not like them but they're not causing you pain but
1: exactly exactly it's reassuring to know that while we have those aging changes on the outside we have them on the inside too and that they don't have to be concerning we all know that imaging is costly I know I want to avoid an x-ray or ct scan if I can to radiation cost all the reasons mm-hmm. so right. I imagine we should only use them with the truly necessary and needed sure
2: exactly um Again, the imaging study doesn't always f- tell us the answer or the cause of pain, so we have to use them appropriately and not just because. <laughs> so it's very important to consider all the factors, you know, that might be contributing to somebody's pain before jumping to an imaging study, um, because there's many factors that contribute. Like I said, you know, their home work environment, their overall mental health, physical health all those things.
0: Yeah. And Dr. Liz, we know that in America, there is excessive use of imaging, uh, MRIs, X-rays. We tend to order images a lot here in this country, but even though we are kind of ragging on uh, uh, over uh, imaging as an issue, and we wanna get away from that and try more conservative options first, like physical therapy and health coaching, we know there's a time and place that's crucial for patients to get the imaging that they need to help dictate the course of care. When is that time? What do you need to to see when you're discussing, evaluating a patient to say, okay, let's get you some imaging?
2: That's a very good question. Um, So while most patients aren't going to need, you know, an imaging, there are some instances where a patient comes in in their history, or maybe it's something specifically on their physical exam that I'm concerned with, or maybe I think there might be a structural abnormality in their spine that's contributing to their specific symptoms. Maybe there's a specific nerve, I think, or or several nerves that I think might be getting impinged, then it might be time to get an imaging study. So you have to really look at everything. It's complicated, right? You listen to their history, you do an exam. And if there's something concerning or they have maybe we- weakness or sensory deficits that you're concerned with, then, you know, you would obviously get that study to give you that extra pieces of that extra piece of information.
0: And what do you mean by weakness or sensory deficits?
2: So w- strength in the m- muscle. So if we're talking, we're talking about low back pain. You know, we always want to examine the legs because all those nerves that come from the back, come from our spine, they travel down all the way into our legs. So usually when we're testing specific muscle groups in the lower extremities or the legs, we're really looking for specific things, right? There's a reason that we're testing the things that we're testing. So we're maybe we're patient c- comes in and they're complaining of pain or sensory deficits in a specific, what we call dermatome or nerve, um, path that goes down into your leg you know we're going to test those areas and those muscles that might be affected and then if it's you know there's certain things that we see on exam then we would want to maybe warrant getting an mri to look a little further if they're weak in those specific muscles
0: thanks dr litz follow-up question here so a patient is having some back pain is there a specialty training that you would uh, recommend they go towards where they seek out a particular uh, doctor?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I would recommend that patients with low back pain, you know, see first uh, a physician who's trained in non-operative muscle and joint pain. So for example, physical medicine rehab, which is my specialty, yeah. (laughs) And then maybe a sports medicine doctor. So those are always good places to start because they can really, guide treatment from there right they're gonna we're well, here at Vori, we stay in close communication with members of the patient's care team but not only that we can relay information back to their primary care doctor and then if patients do need further management then we can guide them in that direction whether it be for an interventional procedure or maybe even surgery we would guide them in that direction thank you you're welcome
1: So for patients who have tried physical therapy and other non-surgical treatments, like we recommend here at BORI and are not improving, what do we do next?
2: It's a good question. So everybody has a unique, you know, experience with their pain. Um, If they're not improving, you want to consider several things. First of all, how long have they had their symptoms? How severe are their symptoms and how are how are those symptoms interfering with their normal daily activities, their normal routine? And then how are they progressing? I mean, are they getting better? Are they getting worse? So you have to consider a lot. Uh, so again, this isn't something that a patient would be able to, you know, they need to seek care, you know by a doctor-led team to kind of have guidance. Um, but maybe a patient has tried different things they've had symptoms for six to eight weeks, they're not getting better, they have had light work duties, symptoms are getting worse. You know, maybe it's time then to get an MRI.
1: Six to eight weeks sounds like that sweet spot that we're looking for to kind of (laughs) reevaluate.
2: Right, right. Okay. Exactly.
0: Hey, this brings us to a new segment here on the show. We have some members from the Vorey patient community here with questions for you, Dr. Liz. Would that be okay if you field some some answers here? Sure thing. Yes. All right. So first question we have, my MRI shows that I have a disc herniation. What does this mean? And can a disc heal on its own?
2: Okay. Very good question. Um, So the spinal disc are the cushions between the bones in our back. And they're made up of a an inner kind of gel-like material and an outer fibrous, tougher outer layer. And so the inner herniated disc occurs when that inner filling will leak out of the inside material and kind of come out through that fibrous outer layer. And so sometimes you may have heard the analogy of like a jelly donut where the inner filling is being squeezed out of the donut. So um, so, can herniated disc heal? Yes, they can heal on their own. Um, the underlying process or how this occurs is kind of unclear. But over time, it appears that that disc material will self-reabsorb or shrink with time. So they can heal on their own. Unfortunately, we don't have a magic globe to like see which of these disc herniations are going to heal on their own or reabsorb. And so it's important for somebody who does have a disc herniation to maintain close follow-up care, you know, throughout their treatment. Obviously, they're being seen by physical therapy. They're going to be seen pretty regularly, you know, once or twice a week. So somebody has close eyes on them and then always follow up with their physician just to monitor symptoms, make sure nothing's worsening. And hopefully with time, that disc will, will heal on its own.
0: Yeah, hopefully. And now I just have like- a craving for jelly donuts. So thanks
1: <laughs> Me for that. too. That, that sounds Liz. great. I do too. <laughs> All right, next question. All right. Today is, my MRI shows degeneration and arthritis. What does this mean?
2: Another good question. I like these. Um, so degenerative changes. Probably the most common thing we do see on an MRI report are the, these degenerative changes. Well, they're really a result of that natural aging process that we talked about earlier. Um, So it's common for the disc in our back, that cushion, with time to lose some of its fluid content. And so as it kind of dehydrates, it loses some of its height. And so a lot of times you'll see on an imaging report, like loss of disc height. So as the disc get a little bit worn or dehydrated and the space gets closer together, well, that in turn can put extra stress on the joints in the back, and that can lead to arthritis. And then you have a combination of degenerative changes and arthritic findings. These are just part of that nat- natural aging process. And we would expect to see that finding on you know, imaging, especially as patients progress in age, right? Our older patients, we might see a little bit more of those degenerative changes. Remember that study we ta- that I mentioned where the 50% of 40-year-olds and the 69% of 6 year olds had a bulging disc on, on imaging. So al- that, along with some other degenerative findings.
0: That's really high, right? 50, 60%. Well, right. 50 is. Yeah. Hey, Dr. Liz, do you have time for one more question?
2: I do. Yeah.
0: All right. So last question. This patient says, my MRI is normal, or as we've learned here today, it's the natural Aging process, maybe some wrinkles on the inside, but nothing severe. Right. Lags, but they're still having pain. What should this person do next?
2: A normal MRI is reassuring. You know, you need to consider when was the MRI taken? How long ago was it? How long have their symptoms been going on? But honestly, you know, if they haven't done a good amount of what we would consider conservative, non surgical care, I would recommend continuing with that approach. Right, continuing on with physical therapy, and working on those lifestyle changes with their health coach or, you know, healthy eating. Um, so we just need to kind of continue with the plan, follow that through, and then reevaluate. They really need that physician follow up if their symptoms have still not improved after that six to eight week period, right? So here at Bori, we actually have like regular multidisciplinary conferences patient rounds where we meet and discuss with the entire care team if a patient isn't improving and is maybe it's time to get it you know to consider other things that might be causing the the pain because there are other underlying disease pathologies or structural abnormalities elsewhere that could refer pain to the back one example might be somebody has is having kidney stones right can refer pain to that to that back pain so we want to consider is there something else going on? related to their symptoms and really just take that whole person approach, you know, whole person, look at everything that might be contributing and, uh, and go from there. Uh, again, our bodies are really just amazing at healing. And with the appropriate care and kind of just supportive environment, we, we can heal
0: and feel better. We can heal those jelly donuts and- (laughs) care of the whole person. Love it. right? Love it. Thank you for answering all these questions from our community, Dr. Liz.
1: You're very welcome. Yeah. Thank you for ending on that inspirational note and for sharing your expertise and your time with us today, Dr. Liz.
2: Thank you very much for having me.
0: Yes. Very inspiring. Very exp- inspiring. So on the next episode of the Vory Voice, we'll continue on our Low Back Pain series and learn about the best thing that you can do for your back pain, which might also be the thing you're most fearful of doing. Join us next time on The Vori Voice. Thanks again, Dr. Liz. Thank you, Nicole. You're very welcome. Thank you.
2: Thank you both.
0: Thank you for joining us for The Vori Voice as we cut through the noise of healthcare. Please subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel and stay tuned for the next episode. Vory Health is an award-winning nationwide specialty medical practice offering personalized care and proven relief for back, neck, and joint pain. We help people get out of pain and back to their lives.